Owning a small business can be overwhelming. How can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. There's so many places to reach customers. Email, text messages, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, live events. The list goes on. How are you, as the business owner, expected to own all of those channels? That's where Constant Contact comes in to help. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. I use this to grow my email list, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. everybody once again to oh sopranos podcast uh you know as always i'm joe spellman and this is dave shudernick and this is algolius and um hey we got a special uh episode today dave why don't you go take it away and introduce our uh illustrious guest oh thanks joe for the weird fucking uh like I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty tight. I thought you that was pretty. Joe, uh, you, I didn't. You I didn't did well. Around. Don't let Dave tell you you're not doing well. You did well, man. It was a little pet Sajak ish. <laughs> oh, oh okay. Dave, why don't you let? I the thought it was pretty tight know. and not uh, rambling like my usual. That's, intros. Right. That's true. Yeah, man. Hats off. That's so a valid why don't you point. go fuck yourself? <laughs> And introduce our guests, okay? Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> uh, we've been trying to get this guy on for uh, a few weeks now. I'm happy that he's with us. Um, his name is Dan Trader, but a lot of you may know him uh, better as Time Immemorial on Instagram and Twitter and Reddit and, you know, wherever memes are passed around. Yeah, Facebook. Um, yeah, Facebook. Uh Dan, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hey, man, it's on. it's an honor to be joined by men. I'm glad that we could finally get this done. Yeah, that's right. Yes. That's right. Usually, um, it's me doing the postponing. You did some of it yourself too, so I don't feel yes. too bad. Yeah, but you know, we felt even. We all yeah. said another time, Anthony, at some point. <laughs> yes. um, uh, oh, 
I know that you live in Baltimore, but are are you are you from Maryland originally? Or are you from yeah. the Northeast? No, I'm born and raised in Baltimore. I d- I did spend some time overseas. I'm like, I'm an army brat without having you know a father in the army, but uh, spent some time overseas. And I, but I've been in the same neighborhood for you know I'm 35 for most most of my life. Very wow. nice. Uh, we have a we have a good friend in Annapolis, so we've we've spent some time. Oh, cool. uh, Down there, and my folks lived in College Park. Uh, Very cool. Like many, many, many years ago, like during Watergate. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> but uh, but because of that, we would always go down uh, to Maryland a lot because they they had an affinity for cracking crabs. So yes, yes, that's the one thing <laughs> that we got. Uh, Virginia's tried to take it from us, I think, a couple of different times. Is like the crab state is like Maryland's bigger than it looks, though. I mean, it takes a long yes. time to drive across it. You know, Rhode Island, you go up there, it's like an hour. You're you're through the state. Yes. It takes about like six or seven hours to get through right. Maryland. But yeah, we love our crabs. What can I say? Hey, they're yeah. the good kind too. I'm surprised uh, coming from Baltimore, you fell in with the Sopranos fandom as opposed to uh, our rival, our rivals, The Wire. <laughs> That's right. That's Dude, right. I, well, look, I love The Wire. I get to pass by shots from that show all the time. It's yeah. probably my number two. But yeah, I know. Same, I, I know actually. that yeah. I, <laughs> It's it's definitely like the one B. I I just rewatched it a few weeks ago. Finished that. Um, but you know, Sopranos is it's really it's really a crazy story. I mean, I've told the story a hundred times, but I've never really like delved into it. So I mean, if you got time, I can certainly start. Please, we have time. The, it's yeah. a pandemic. We have time. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, um, dude, it was weird. Like Facebook when I was on there at the beginning. When I can remember this, this is like twelve years ago, maybe maybe closer to 15 there used to be pages that were fan run but they were called they were named after a character in a show or a movie so you would get these tony soprano accounts no one knew who was running them they were just a fan account you had the ability to post stuff but no one really had any plans i ended up following and i don't even know how i found it but i I started following a page called like anthony john soprano because that was his full name Mm -hmm. I really don't know how I stumbled upon it, but it had to like 10,000 followers or likes or whatever. I think it was, it was followers back then, yeah. strictly followers. And um, one day the guy posted, you know, I don't have time to run this page. Does anybody want it? And long, long story short, I mean, like I, I sent him a very, very concise email about why I was, <laughs> you know, eligible and qualified to run the page just based on the amount of times I'd seen the show like front and back yeah. and all that kind of stuff and proved it that way. And I guess I blew this guy away. Um, cause he gave it to me and I only used it for posting screenshots of the, sh- the show, YouTube links, maybe a quote here and there. Like once a week, I remember it was like, Oh, this is a cool hobby. I have 10,000 followers where we all love Sopranos. Right. Um, and dude, it's just from there, it's just meeting people, networking online, you know, internet beefs and stuff like that, you know, which is so strange that world, but, uh, you know, so, so here did we that, are. so did that page morph into time memorial? Was that like the Genesis of time memorial kind of, or, or is that, yeah. was that a separate page entirely? Well, dude. Okay. So I, I hate to, I hate to give these guys free pub. I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you the story. I'm sure someone will hear it at some point. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's not something I've gone out publicly and said anything about. It's so ridiculous. It was a hobby. Like I said, I was just posting stuff. I remember being at a Christmas party at my house. We have the same thing like every year and 
I was talking to someone else, another one of my friends who likes The Sopranos, but no one around here. I've, I've maybe like two or three friends that love the show, but they're not into it at the level that I am still. Mm. And yeah. um, they were over and I was talking to him. I'm like, dude, you know, what's crazy. He's like, I inherited the Sopranos page and like, you know, like watch, I can just post something and like everybody's going to love it. And I, when I went to go search for Sopranos, I just noticed there was another page and I was like, oh, wow. And I like investigate it there's a group and I'm like, Oh wow. They have like 20,000 people in here. And I'm like, joined it. And I'm, I bring my friends in, you know, we start posting and sharing. Um, and then one day I get booted out and I'm like, what happened? Like I, I, I got the page still exists, but I can't find the group anymore. I message in and I get told by somebody, I'm not going to mention any names in this, but I get told by somebody. No, mention them, mention, fucking mention I wish them. I could. I, I mean, like, I wish I had that in me to that, that like <laughs> spite. I really don't like, it, it's crazy because this is where it all started and is how it's gotten me here to Sopranos Con, which is just like a very, it's just a very mind blowing short, short few years. Yeah. But these guys were like, oh, I, I, I tried to be an admin of your page. You blew me off. So I created this one, you know, like we don't like want you around here. Um, we're the best page. Don't compete with us. Like laughable shit, you know, like, yes. like very laughable, like, <laughs> dude, like really, you're going to tell me I can't like run a page for like a show that I love. So <laughs> at that point that was like, okay, you know what? This is not, this is not like a, you know, whatever I can showcase my fandom as much as anybody else. So I revamped the page. Like I called it time immemorial and, uh, you know, I just started doing it more frequently, like what I was doing before, just more frequently trying to find rare photos and mm -hmm. make my own art. I mean, I went to school for graphic design, so a lot of it kind of stems <laughs> from there with the artwork. Um, so <laughs> I, at one point, like I remember telling my friend, like, you know, what can we do that's different than every other page that's out there? Because by this point, you know, there were at least three, four or five different fan pages out there. So it's like hard to do nothing more than like what's already been done. Right. And I remember right. telling my friend, like, you know, have you heard of a meme? Like, do you know what a meme is? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I think so. And I'm like, you know, it's like a picture and like a, a, a caption box at the top. And it's just like a commentary. And he's like, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, what if we started doing that to Soprano? I was like, it's very like, there's so much comedic depth in this show. Like we could probably, you know, appeal to other fans who are in the same boat as us because like we're you know like i said i'm 35 but this time pretty young love the what, show what year grew was up this on it. around this is probably like i want to say like five years ago okay three yeah. gotcha. three to five yeah, yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood gotcha. um and i went on instagram just as a let's see what else is out there kind of mm -hmm. where can i find content that no one else has and i, and I find sopranos gram i remember i saw yeah. like two memes that had me like crying. I could, it was, I was in a position where I couldn't laugh very loud. So it was like, I'm holding it in. <laughs> I had never seen anything like the Pauly starter kit before. I was very yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe there's other people out here thinking like this. And they had been probably going for a year or whatever. Right. And I reached out to them like, Hey, I had already been on Instagram like a year or two prior as a hobby um, as the daily villain. And I was trying to find like a new bad guy every day to do some digital artwork for, that got old after like less than a year, you know? And mm. so I stopped, stopped doing that. And I was, so I was familiar with the territory, but once I saw what they were doing, I approached them like, your stuff's like laugh out loud, funny. Like I want permission to post it on Facebook, you know, like I want to be able to credit you. And we worked out an arrangement where I had him listed as my Instagram account and he had me listed as his Facebook, you know? So we were like ah. kind of cross promoting each other nice, nice. for a while. And, um, 
I definitely found out about you like through Sopranos Graham. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. John and Justin, they're they're really cool. John John's a good people. dude. We we we've had him on the pod. Friend of the pod. Um, a friend of ours. Do you do you want to talk any shit about him or? <laughs> Duh, actually, like that was what's funny is that like I asked him permission to like share his stuff, and then eventually a year later, I'm getting tired of Facebook. I'm like, dude, I need permission to come back on Instagram. Like, I'm not trying to take away like your quote your territory. You know, like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't trying to like step on any toes. So. No, I think your accounts complement each other well because like yours are more like sort of like Photoshop based and um and sort of like uh I don't want to say more straightforward comedy like John's are like a little darker and a little like uh, abstract. Yeah. Like Dude, it's just funny. You know? I mean, think about the, how many years we've been doing this, and there's been crossover before where it's like, oh shit, like you know, like you just posted this. Like, look what I posted like three years ago, four years ago. And it's yeah, like, yeah. oh man, like usually we're we're pretty good at remembering that stuff, and it's like, oh man, like that that happens occasionally, but you would think it happened more often, yeah. Um, just based on how much is like there from the show, but yeah, I mean, he showed me where the memes could go it was the, it was the poly walnuts and it was the phil uh, grilled cheese radiator oh yeah i was like yeah, yeah. i was like oh my god like now now i see like where this can go yep. so he he definitely opened that that path up for me so i, I have no shit to talk about john uh, john boy but yeah all right if you remember something like but you know by the end of the app that like you hate about it yeah i'll think know, of, just, yeah i'll, I'll definitely you know, I'll just remember memory he, bank. You know, he's a friend of ours he's a friend of ours so you know yeah, you can talk guy. shit about him very good guy. Very good guy. Um, do you, so were you watching the show when it was initially on or did you find the show, you know, near the end of its run or, or after it already ended? Oh, that's another one that people hate about, you know, like, oh, you're a Sopranos uh, fan base leader, but you, you weren't watching it live like all along. I tried. I did watch some of it live, just not all of it. Like yeah. when I, I didn't have HBO yeah. growing up. Same. Um, I was into movies, you know, not, TV shows yeah. because that's how it was and someone yeah, yeah. told me about Sopranos I was like dude that sounds like analyze this like why <laughs> why why do I want to watch that and get invested in that the fucking and, comedy uh, right exactly right <laughs> and um you know I, I my friend my my best friend growing up like his, he used to watch it with his dad every night and I don't know when they started but one night I just stumbled over there and I saw them watching it I got like 45 minutes taste and I was like dude I gotta watch this show um, do, you, do you remember and, what episode it was um, I believe it was season four, maybe three by this time, because, well, think of it this way. The next day I called him and I'm like, it, what episode, if I, if I didn't want to start at the beginning, I just want to like gauge one more time. Like, is this my show? Like, is this show for me? Cause he knew that I was into like the whole mob thing yep. and mm -hmm. rooting for the bad guys just like been one of those things I've been doing since <laughs> I was a kid. So he knew that. And he was like, dude, if you really want my opinion, start at the weight and it was like, ah, then, and it was like, I thought you were going to say Pine Barrens. Right. Yeah. That's, that could have been one, but he said that one, I was in Blockbuster. They had a previewed, you know, video set, mm -hmm. like a VHS right, that right, I had. Right, right. So I, I, I bought this for the first time. Yeah. VHS. Yeah. So I, I caught up to season five and I started watching it live on from season five, but I was with like fraternity brothers in season five. I was with, you know, like crowded houses in, in six, <laughs> right. you know, so yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I think I like fully digested the show, like just going on like eBay and like buying like a DVD season packs of like extreme, ex extreme discounts at like, oh, yeah. you know, 40, 50 bucks. Now you can buy them for like 20 <laughs> yeah, right. less, you know, yeah. new. So I binged it for sure. And I've just been, I've just been on it ever since, man. 
Nice. Uh, do you have, um, I know this is like the most obnoxious question, but do you have a favorite app? Test Dream. Test Dream oh, is, nice. my, is hey. my favorite episode. I love it, man. Is it yours too, Paul? Uh, it's, it's up there for me, but so many people shit on the episode. Like I respect somebody who just comes out and says like, that's my favorite episode. It's, I love it. it. Is. And, yeah. and I, I love all the dream stuff in the show. Um, yes. But since Test Dream is predominantly a dream, the whole episode same you know I, and i love uh i want to say it's uh join the club and mayhem are, are great episodes i think for that reason too yep. i mean yep. yeah that's what got me into the show it was it wasn't just like a mob guy starring in a leading role it was that like dude like we get to like hear him in a shrink's office right. and like seeing those types of like insights like get translated into very very realistic dreams on screen for me the first time I was like, wow, like this is, this is awesome. Cause I'm just into that, yeah. you know, yes. but I do love Pine Barrens. I have nothing against it. I just think that if you use that episode as a basis to refer a friend to it, they're going to be supremely disappointed, you know, like by yeah. when they start at season one and go all the, take them that point. They're going to be like, well, that's like the only episode that in a vacuum that's really like kind of standalone. Right. But yep. it's a great, it's a great, I, I remember the first time I saw it. I mean, it was, I was howling. So it's <laughs> yeah, a great, yeah great episode same yep but totally different feels from like the first season and actually i i would say the first season just has a totally different vibe than any of the other seasons so if you start yeah like pine barrens and then go back you're gonna be like what show am i watching especially the right pilot. No, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. right the yep. pilot too dude i i re-watched it once this quarantine i i think i paused it in the middle of the second but yeah that that the first two seasons really yeah um i feel like they're still kind of like getting their style down yeah yeah you know, we, we've talked really... about that a lot here like just three three is really like i feel like where it, it kicks it kicks in like yeah. really kicks in <laughs> yeah. but that but yeah i mean it's not it's not to say it's not all great it's just that when you remember the show you kind of remember it for me like after three and after it's like wow it's like it really becomes like really masterful for yeah, sure television yeah you gotta remember like back yeah. then the first two seasons were like mind-blowing for that time like there time. wasn't television like that. Now, like every dramatic prestige show sort of has that quality. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, we, it's, we, we have, we've had Breaking Bad and Ozark and, you know, right. all, all the like right. anti-hero shows to follow. I mean, they're great. I mean, look, they're, they're great. great. I love yeah. them as much as the next one. I, the, the biggest difference for me is that it's, it's uh, they're all Breaking Bad all the way to what you, the, the last one you said, Ozark. I mean, like in everything in between they're, they're very much like present you're presented with a problem like mm -hmm. right away mm -hmm. then you spend the remainder of the first episode like trying to solve that problem and once you do a bigger problem comes along and now this just repeats yep. over yep. and over and over and over again and it's not like it's not great but like i mean like for me breaking bad just like the the replay value when you know there's like this huge build up to something that you already know is going to happen right Right. You know, like it's not like about a grand reveal like the the show once you've seen it and you just want to watch the show at night mm -hmm. you can put on any episode and they kind of stand alone as a movie and you don't really need to the the value of the replay stuff is really not about like oh so something huge happened here this episode and you watch it it's not the same kind of of, of slow totally. build but yeah. great shows though it's just it's, it's just something that it's can't really be show. yeah it's, it's yeah uh... yeah yeah, I think that's spot on. Did you guys, so you guys liked Ozarks though? I just finished watching that. Not too I long did. Ago. I I I wasn't crazy about the second season, but I really liked this. That's last what season. I've heard. I've I've seen the first yeah. season. I was <laughs> I was like moderately into it. I haven't. I, then I heard the second season wasn't great, so I didn't get into it. And now I heard the third season is like 
phenomenal. So yeah, yeah. It's, 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 bra- it's it's Breaking it's Bad fun. on steroids. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. You've counted on restaurants now; they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, marron, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Easy, easy, easy. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. And enter code BLUEWIRE, one word, BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Um, so I, I, I want to ask because this is the same feeling I had with the success of Seinfeld where I thought a lot of the humor in the show was based on sort of like a connection to like the Northeast and like, you know, primarily like, like culturally Italian Americans, Jewish Americans, um, like in that area of the country. And I was always like amazed that Seinfeld was like a hit show. Cause like, to me, it was a lot of the humor was like stuff that was just like funny to very New York. New York Jews. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have like relatives like in the Northeast or? Dude, or... N- no, I don't. But I mean, now I do. I mean, now after doing this whole thing, I've, I've met so many people and I can see yeah. why like they hold it in such high esteem. But that's kind of like the beauty and miracle of the show is that, I mean, if you if you really like comb through the fan base, there's people in Australia and right, Japan right. and Russia mm-hmm. and everywhere and they like just heavily relate to this show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. it's, it's it's so all that, and I think it's a level of authenticity and like you know, kind of fantasy at the same time. You know, so if you're from out of town and you see this stuff, it's like, oh, like places like this really exist, huh? And yeah. then when you go there, I mean, you're just like, oh, like they're they were actually like basing this off like real behavior and real. So I mean, it's definitely it's gotten deeper for me the more I've had to investigate the show. Now I do have a lot of you know, different Italians in my life growing up, but they, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't like Sopranos. So. Yeah. Well, so how did, um, how did Sopranos con like come up, come about? Like, I'm, I'm sure you've told the story a million times now, like, especially probably at Sopranos con, you probably had to tell right. the story a million times, but it's still like, I mean, yeah, I've, I've no problem. I mean, like, it's really, it's really an amazing story as much as I like to gloss it over. I mean, it just started, like I said, on, spending the last 10, 12 years building this fan base Mm. between Facebook and Instagram and now Twitter. And like you said, Reddit, Um, YouTube is now what we're trying to like get into. But I mean, it's just been, it started as a fan community. And so that's why I've always been open to using other people's content from the community that I, that I laugh at, you know, like, so if I laugh at it, I'm assuming other people will too. And I'm just trying to spread 
the legacy of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some people might not agree with that. Sometimes it's like people don't understand memes, but I, I'm I'm only <laughs> trying to prove now that the show can be tied into something relevant going on now right. at like at all times. At, even though the show has been over, right. there's usually a way to tie it into something in, in pop culture that we can all relate to. So that's why it's so niche, like yeah. finding these fans. Yeah. But yeah. So I get messages, you know, like, as you can imagine, like all the time and it's great. I mean, I love, I love all the fans that have supported and followed me across platforms and send me memes in their free time. I mean, like that stuff's usually like the, the oasis in my week, right? (laughs) But someone uh, who ended up being Soprano sketches, you know, he messaged me or he might've been tagging me in something. And I saw that he had a business and I just reached out like asking if he needed help, you know, like, do you want me to push out something for you? Um, And he was Mm -hmm. like, you know, actually I I have this idea and I want to, I want to be able to like talk to you on the phone about this. And this is the first time that had ever happened to me is like, no one usually wants to talk to me on the phone. I'm like, (laughs) okay, well, I mean like I'm actually coming up to New York and this is why it was so weird is that like at the same time I was going up to see a screening of not fade away, which is David Chase's other directoral. Um, And it was like, a weekend of me meeting some people for that I had met online that were from New York, from New Jersey. And we just, and go, we were going to go on the Sopranos tour during the day, mm-hmm. then go to the screening at night. And then after it was supposed to be a Q and a with David chase. Um, and that turned into a Q and a with Steven Van Zandt. And like, um, I forget, like one of the people that wrote uh, Soprano sessions, mm-hmm. um, one of the, I think the lead kid was actually there too. So it was just a, it was a different night than we anticipated. Right. Right. But when we met up for the first time, we were like, you know, we could do something like this with the fans, you know, but maybe there's a way to get a cast member or two involved and we can just have like a get together, like a, you know, just like a party like a you meet know? up yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Like a meetup. Yeah. We just, maybe we could get them there and they would, you know, do an interview, a Q&A, like sign some autographs, that kind of thing. But I'm thinking like so small scale. Um, Soprano sketches couldn't be there that weekend, but on the way home, I think we we spoke and he's like, look, I have an idea. I, I've been developing it for three or four years. Let me send it to you and then then we'll talk. So he sends me and I'm, I don't know what to expect here, but he sends me this like book, like literally like a, like a huge work pamphlet. And it was Sopranos Con, but it was like a bunch of different like interactive, like 3D games, like that kind of stuff, like a very like, just a very immersive experience. And I went back to him like, dude, you can't like, we can't do this. Right. I mean, it's awesome, but we can't like go through the pine barrens. We can't like shoot right. a bow and arrow and do this other stuff. And he's like, no, I mean, if we have the, if we have the, the funds for it and the people behind it, we can certainly do it. You know, this is what I do. He's like, I, I build, you know, sets at conventions and sets for other things. I, pr- I own a print shop. I do merchandise. I do everything like in that world. So wow. it can be done. It's just about like finding the right people to get behind it. And I'm like, well, I think it's a great idea. And I think there's enough fans out there to support this, but I don't know the first thing about getting cast members. I mean, like I have a few, like, I think Robert Eiler's mom was in my group at the time <laughs> and she found me in another Facebook group, like defending AJ's character because everyone's always like, Oh, AJ's a bitch. AJ. Like, fuck him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, he's like the most misunderstood character in the show. Like, blah, like I'm going yes. on like a rant. So she's in there. I think like we had some other, some other people like John Bianco, like just not like, bigger names at this time right, right, right. and 
like I remember seeing a flyer in my group that was like, Hey, if anyone's around this weekend, it was like on a Friday, it was like, if anyone's around tomorrow at like one o'clock come to Rhode Island and you can meet Furio, you can meet big pussy, you can meet Patsy and Jackie jr. I'm like, dude, if I had known about this a week ago, I probably would have made that trip, but I couldn't. This is like a year prior to me talking to Joe or Soprano sketches. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I just decided to comb back through like the history of the script. I mean, there's like 20,000 people in there. And I spent all this time, like just looking through, like searching keywords, maybe like an hour before I found this post. I'm like, okay, now I at least know who I can ask to maybe he'll tell me how we got those guys. Right. Cause they obviously came at a price or something. Um, and once he heard the idea, he's like, look, man, um, this was Michael Mata is who it turned out to be. Um, he's, uh, been like the best guy to have on your side for the last like you know year or so mm-hmm. um but he came to me like dude like i have a relationship with federico who plays furio and um let me if you if you give me a blessing that if i can get him on board you know and be a partner in this thing i can really this is what i do i do events i have i'm a marketer um there's a, and i'm a huge fan of the show like i've had sopranos events at my venue let's if you let me in on this i'll tried my best. And I'm like, okay, we didn't know what to expect. But I mean, again, like I had never met Joe. Mm-hmm. I had never met this guy, but he's in Rhode Island. I'm in Baltimore. Joe's in New York. So we're like close, but we're not like in the same area. Right. And it, I remember we like, he was like, oh, I, I have it all planned out already. Like I thought about this. It's like, we can go either to the Meadowlands or we can go to the place where Johnny Stack's daughter got married and go like real, <laughs> real themed out. And I was like, so it's called the Meadowlands. And he's like, yeah, that's like the, the only thing really available is in November. Like the whole year is already booked out. This is like the middle of January in 2019. And we're like, well, I mean, what's the next step? I didn't really even think this was going to happen. I thought we were just kind of be like, oh yeah, too much work. Would Let's be just cool. go our separate ways at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Great idea. But right. like not something. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go check it out on this weekend. And uh, Federico is going to be there and we're going to already talk to the people who rent the space they're holding it for us, et cetera. And I, I still didn't really know what to think, but I remember sitting in that room, like, dude, like until Furio walks through that, those doors, like, I don't think that any of this is actually going to happen. Like I, I'm just going to have to follow this as long as I possibly can. And, and sure enough, when he walked in, I was like, I looked at Joe, like, Oh shit. Like at least, at least now I know he wasn't just talking shit this real time. deal. Yeah. Right. Right. But, from there, it just turned into like, oh, like I know this guy, like this guy's following me, like mm-hmm. that guy knows somebody else. And then people were like hearing about the idea. I think when we started this whole thing, it was just Furio and it might've been the horse, Piomai. <laughs> it might've been just those two people. We're like, Sopranos con, horse yeah. and Furio. So, but people <laughs> bought into the idea that they understood that we were just still progressing and we were going to be signing people along the way. And that was, that yeah. was the real Piomai? That was the real Piomai. You can, you can tell me. Goldie. It was, no, it was I really swear bad. to God. I mean, that's how, that's how we found her. I mean, like she came to us like, dude, you're doing, you're doing Sopranos event. Like I've never been invited to anything like, you know, like, well, that's because you have a horse. I mean, like, what are they going to do? Like take her to the, the, the Emmys. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But it was, it was like, wow, if we can get Furio and we can get the horse, I mean, think about all the people in between, like we could really make this the experience that's like in, and we all like creative people. So we all had ideas and we wanted to do build outs. We wanted to do contests and yeah. all kinds of different stuff and entertainment wise, but we didn't know we were going to have 55 cast members. Right. I mean, people, like right. I said, people started coming to us and it got to the point where we finally would get answers from people like high up in the food chain mm-hmm. and at this point now it's like we can't even afford them you know right. so like some people like we had to like not include just because 
there wasn't anything we could do about it. You right. know, like the, right. we wished that we could have made it more concise, but this is what also makes the show. The show is the, the cast is an ensemble and that's how I felt like walking through that crowd, even though I was working my ass off, it yeah. was like, holy shit. Like there's like, there's little Polly and little Carmine like walking next to each other. And it's like, <laughs> when's that ever going to happen right. again? Yeah, <laughs> never. So, no, I, think, I, never... I, I think you guys had plenty of people there. I, like we were, oh, yeah. we were sad, like being in LA, like we, you know, we're, 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 we're from Tri-State area and like, yeah. we, you know, there are always things that mostly sports related that like we're always sad that we can't make it to. And uh, we, we definitely were like uh, upset that because we, we absolutely would have been there. Man, it was just building momentum all along. And when that, when that was coming, man, I was like, Oh, like I was so much stuff happened along the way, man. It was like, this guy reached out to us and like heard our story and like wanted to do a documentary. And we're like, so now we're filming a documentary. It's like, we're, we're in <laughs> New Jersey and like, we're, we're talking about like shots and you know, leaving the hotel room and here comes this guy, here comes this guy. And I'm like, I have to like <laughs> pinch myself like every five seconds. Like, dude, like I'm like a fan, you yeah. know, first and foremost. And it's like the fact that these guys, like I'm talking to Patsy or like the, the day I met, the moment I met Johnny Sack was like that he's been my favorite character. Yeah. Like I said, I, my first episode I watched by myself was the, the weight. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. just a great so character. Good and uh yeah i was yeah, gonna man, ask like who um obviously federico like was like the closest with you guys because he was involved in the process more but besides him like who like uh, um was vincent caratol like you're, you're the favorite person that you met it was just like a cool like 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 again it's like i i think i turned to joe a couple a few different times during the whole experience and i'm like i'm dead right you know this is like <laughs> you know, we're just sopranos fans and like who knew that this could be possible like yeah. we're taking these guys to like complex and barstool sports like just to like go on like these media runs for the yeah. con and, I, and i've never even done an event before you know i'm being fully transparent <laughs> right. i yeah. mean yeah yeah i've i've organized people and i've given jobs and i've, I've helped execute tasks before obviously but these guys were versed in it. Like hey, I've done events, like, trust me, it's, it's once it's over, you're going to be so relieved, but it's one of those things where I look back on it, it was like, I was planning my own wedding or something, man. It was just a very, a very crazy, hectic two days, like much of a blur, but very much like a, holy shit, we did it. Like yeah. it was over yeah. and it was just something we couldn't, you know, it's just unbelievable experience, you know, got to get to get to hang out with these people and now they know who we are and, you know. And you got like, I mean, I think the coolest part too is just like, having gotten all these Sopranos fans together in one place is, uh, Dude, of course. is awesome. Awesome. Dude. I mean, we saw, I mean, we saw the, where the people were coming from. Like we had people come from Australia and we're yeah. like, That's I mean, so it's just like a, yeah. you it's, saw a sunny post-it for, or a post-it for sunny New Jersey, you know, like to come to this event. Like, but we just knew that that the Meadowlands was somewhere we had to do it. Yeah. Just, it fit into the show so well. And like, totally. you know, anyone from, we have to target New York and New Jersey of anybody. There's, it's probably like a drop in the bucket when they say, oh, you can only fit 10,000 people in here. And we're like, okay, well, 10 to 20,000 people is like a drop in the bucket for Sopranos fans in New Jersey. Right. I mean, right. New York, so, yeah. I mean, more people will come in. We just weren't expecting so many people to come from like the UK and Ireland and just everywhere. It's just, uh, I, I mean, I will amazing. say like, si since we've like in the short time we've been doing the podcast and, and um, making our um, not time immemorial worthy memes. Uh, <laughs> we will. It, it's, it's, it's such like, we really like, been so like happy with uh the fans that have reached out to us and uh, it's such an 
it's such a great fan base. But no, it is. It really is. And I and I try to support any any uh, any Sopranos account that I see, other than the one I was talking about earlier. I try to support pretty much like <laughs> yeah, everybody, yeah. yeah, as much as possible because that's what it is. I mean, it's just a it's a community at the end of the day, and we all love the same show. We all want to be able to. <laughs> just geek out over keep spreading the word yeah geek out of it and keep spreading the word over the show it's like i'm curious like have you seen a bump in followers or engagement on any of your socials since the quarantine happened because i feel like the sopranos is having a moment with this year with everybody being stuck inside their homes and either watching for the first time or revisiting again have you have you like felt any effects of that do you think i mean look I, i i've been trying to not pay attention to the numbers for a while. There, sure. there are times that I have to for Sopranos Con, but there's been times where that was like the only focus and that's when it's not fun yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'll yeah. wake I'll wake up yeah. some days like, dude, what am I doing? Yeah. Like I'm running a Sopranos fan meme page. Like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> right. you know, I have a wife and four kids now. It's like being able to say, like, I followed this road as long as it would take me, yeah. but like, you know, tell her telling people like, oh yeah, he's like, you know, do his, he's working like doing Sopranos events you know it just sounds very like grow up-ish obviously but I have do, those do. mornings and I it, it yeah, all yeah. circles back to like you know this is just a fan base yeah yep do you have um a different relationship with the show um now that you're a, a father because you know so much of the show is spent you know talking about fatherhood yeah dude it, it's I've been able to watch this um from a few different lenses I'd say you know, mm-hmm. over my, my course of, <laughs> you know, travel around the sun or whatever, however you want to put it. But it's, yep. it's definitely, look, when I was younger watching the show, I'd be like, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to be like that with my kid, or I'm going to do this. I'm going to say that. Like, once you are a father, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. obviously I can't take advice from Tony Soprano as like the father figure, <laughs> yeah. you know, like that's when I think. Come on. Nothing you can't solve. Just bringing a pie home. Come on. <laughs> right. right. Well, I mean, I think, growing up you you watch the show from a lens of like or perspective rather of like you know like he's the main character you're kind of supposed to side with him but like right. you'll notice as time progresses that like the fans like think that like whatever he does is okay mm-hmm. and that's kind of like not the point you know like when you step back and like like really think about the show and like what the purpose of it is not so you can glorify these guys and and in some aspects we're always going to do it, but obviously that's why episodes like uh, college or not college. Yeah. College and um, university even were, were Mm -hmm. made to like remind us of that. Like these are not good people. (laughs) They're not supposed to be role models. You're not supposed to be racist. And, you know, uh, you know, some of it's great though. The the family value parts, like the tradition, the traditions, you know, like just the, the unconditional love that you see in the scenes now definitely as a father, you're like, Oh man, like that, that's really, he probably had a really special moment with them growing up. I mean, they grew up in the show, you know, like as these characters and it's gotta yeah. be, it's gotta be a great experience. Like you know, looking back on it. For sure. One, one, uh, one last thing. Um, Joe can cover his ears. Um, before we jump into fucking internet, um, Paul and I are very big Dave Matthews band fans. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude. I know that you're a Dave fan. I know that you posted a pic like uh, when you met Dave, uh, <laughs> are you, <laughs> You know, are so you still guys. are you still a big fan? Like, have you like gone to see them uh, um, a number of times? Or dude, like when I was um, so I lived in England when I was like from like six to ten, and I got like really into the Beatles, obviously. Yeah, you know? yeah. When I came back, you know, I was adjusting to growing up on like 
an English neighborhood or British neighborhood and a, a military base. And now like right. where I'm from, like the kids and you know, like how things are here. Um, and I was just very much into music. I played drums and I like wanted to like write and all kinds of, you know, art stuff. And I remember like them, the first time I heard them, I'm like, Oh wow. Like this is like a great blend of like instruments. Like this is awesome. Right. Like they're like, they're not like the average rock band. So they were like the first band I was like literally obsessed with like pretty much throughout like my entire teenage years. I must've saw them like 20, yeah. 25 times, you know, <laughs> and then that led to like fish and you know, you know, mm -hmm. that what goes down that road yeah. <laughs> from, yeah. from there, like as a teenager, right. um, I still stay loyal to their projects, but I dude, Oh my God, man, if you're a fan like of Dave, I still laugh when I see him at Adam Sandler movies and stuff like that. But when I <laughs> yeah. saw him, we were just at our hotel. We had been stopping at the same hotel for the last however many weeks, every time we're up in Jersey at, at Sea Caucus is where we're staying at the Meadowlands Expo Center. And I'm outside talking to the film guys and I'm talking to the team. I'm like, dude, like we don't have enough cameras. Like we want to do this documentary and like we need more cameras on us. Like if things were captured, we had someone all at some time, like we'd have so much B-roll that we could pick through and, you know, who knows what could be in these stories. Mm -hmm. And then like, they're like, okay, we hear you. Like not taking me seriously. And like, I turned to go to my card, like to get a new shirt. We're like going to like a, a James Gandolfini reunion thing where his, we were meeting his sisters and everything. Oh, wow. And they saw me in a, in a shirt. They're like, you probably should maybe just bring a change of a shirt in case someone else thinks that it's offensive. And I, I it was just Tony in a bathrobe with ducks i was like fine dude i'll go get a fucking shirt like you know like whatever and i'm appeasing them i walk up and i see this um it was like a, i guess it was like a rolls royce like a, like a new one like i'd never seen one of these things it was like so like dude that car's worth like a billion dollars kind of like feeling <laughs> right, as yeah. it drove by and i'm not really thinking much of it but the guy's like walking towards me and he's like kind of like staring at me and i'm like i'm like looking at him like as he was maybe like a foot away he like nodded and i was like i like stopped walking and he's like past me i'm like hold on hold on, hold on a second you're you're who i think you are right and he's like oh hello i'm david you know nice to meet you and i'm like holy shit goes, man I'm oh, like, oh, i grew up on you man like, uh, I think, wait a man, minute like, you're time immemorial <laughs> you're right i told him about what we were doing and he's like you know pretending to act interested you know but I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I at least got to tell him like dude like you've been like you know, my uh my primary like musical inspiration like growing up and you know a huge been a huge fan since as long as i can remember so it read you know that was yeah like, you know, dude that's so funny your article, dude, got to be able to say that but yeah looking back and i'm like wow like the most famous person like i met along <laughs> yeah. this road was dave matthews that day i get in the car i'm like dude i told you you should have had cameras on me man i just met dave matthews i'm like what the fuck <laughs> There's probably not a whole Where? lot of crossover between Sopranos <clears throat> fans and, no. and Dave. I mean, yeah. there is some, but. I definitely wouldn't like... be like, oh, well, yeah, of course I would see him in Sukakis. You know what I mean? Obviously. Right. He's always I probably blew his cover on Instagram, like yeah. telling him where, telling the fans like where he is. Like I'm like tagging in the hotel. Like, dude, this is where he is. He's doing a show tonight, two hours away. That's great. So, yeah, man. But that was, uh. I was I was probably more starstruck when I met Vincent Curatola, but that, that, yeah, that's that was like, yeah. dude, like at least I was expecting to see Vincent. I was yeah. not expecting right. to see Dave Matthews in New Jersey. And uh, was... and DMB had Vincent Curatola guest on it on the show that night, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, he played the flute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Vincent's actually a jazz guitarist, you know. Like the oh, wow. is he really? know these guys. <laughs> yes. He is. Uh, is he for yeah. real? Yeah, no, for real. I thought that was a joke. Wow. No, no, he's a jazz guitarist and he's, he's a pretty talented guy. Yeah, he was, we, he was we, guesting on that show. 
He was in that Dave Matthews show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they oh, brought right, him right. on for Jimmy thing. That's not a joke you were uh, making. That's an observation. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, we, we've talked many times on this podcast about how, I mean, he, by far, he is the most underrated cast member. Like, he... He should be mentioned in the same breath as Gandolfini. I mean, he's f- fantastic. And it was like his fantastic. first real like acting gig. Yeah. We're talking about AJ now, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Robert Eiler. Yeah. Hey, man. No, dude. I'll come I used to think that... Robert Eiler. Like he, by dude, the end of the series, some, like he was Some great. fantastic yeah. acting moments. Dude, I legitimately thought that they had like a kid in the writer's room or something for a while. And I got to talk to his mom and she was like, dude, I mean- well, she didn't say dude, but she says <laughs> that a lot of what you see, according to her now, I'm just saying this now, this is according yeah. to her. A lot yeah. of what you see from his performance is David Chase and the other writers like kind of like asking him, like, what would kids do? And I mean, you know that the best show is like they say, like they hold a mirror back at you. And so when I'm watching this show in like my, you know, like early 20s for yep. the first time. You know, it's like, wow, like, I know that kid. Like, I grew up with a lot of people oh, yeah. like that. I, um, I probably would just be like, uh, I, I think, like, I, my character would probably just, like, uh, like have a lot of sex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, why isn't he a badass? Like, his daddy could have taken over. And, like, you know, it's like, dude, that would just make it like any other, you know, like, mob story, though. Like, that's, it's like, if you really want to get deep into it, it's that AJ is the way he is because of Tony, the guy that, like I said yep. earlier, people idolize 100%. for, like, the most. So, it's uh it's a it's a it's a great circle you know like the, the whole thing is like a reference to itself like yeah. everything all the way around like up yeah until and, the the gen- and, and, and the generations like are continually getting more and more sensitive um and like so, like sort of self-aware so like you know tony right. is is way more like you know self-aware i mean the fact that he's in therapy like his father would have fucking beat the shit out of him if like he knew that you know like right and then at the end, he just like was there, like sharpening his skills, you know, like just yes. being right, right, right. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are not just for Sunday gravy. They're coming back in the NFL with NFL Sunday Ticket TV. You can stream every live at a market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code Blue wire. Um, <laughs> shall we get into fucking good internet? shit? Let's do it. Okay, so this is the uh, segment of the show where we gather questions, comments being made about The Sopranos currently on places like Reddit, Twitter, and that's basically it. Um, this first one coming from Reddit, user Alfred Five Thousand asks. Was Dr. Melfi a good therapist? And that's it. What do you What do you guys think? At the end of the day, did she do more good than harm with with Tony? I mean, I'll let you guys answer first if you want. I mean, I can I can always hit it, but did like well the question I, I guess is is you know she comes to the realization at the end that she potentially could have been like you just said sharpening him at, uh, as a criminal. Like, do you, well, did, 
Yeah. I think I don't think I noticed it until several several rewatches later. But it's I mean, true, you think yeah. about if you think about it, I mean, she's drinking, you know, Yum. like to bring him back, and then she's drinking in between sessions, like yeah. while she's about to see him. It's like she's got an unhealthy relationship, obviously, with him as a subject, and she's. If she has to, usually a general rule in life, if you have to question it, you know, it most likely <laughs> is not the right decision, right. you know, right. but she knew the, the risk getting to it. She fought for him. Then she like pushed him away. And then she, you know, mm-hmm. you know, she was just, it was probably not saying she's not a good psychiatrist, but in terms of a relationship with him and like what she let go and what she ignored and what she enabled. Yes. <laughs> I think that she knew that things were futile, you know, like pretty short into it, but she probably from, and I'm not a psychiatrist, but from her perspective, maybe it's incredible, amazing, fascinating, you know, work to study someone like this, but yeah. Yeah. She was always, she was always just in, in, you know, entranced by him. Like she was like, cause like the first, like once he tries to like ask her out or kiss her, like, probably just would be like i can't see you anymore like uh, right that would be where you responsibly like draw the right. line and end it. right but she right. was always just enticed by like yeah like you know like the the i the idea of um being a she therapist like the, to a monster like the viewers like like right just, right right yeah it wasn't exactly vicarious <laughs> yeah, i had to exactly. lamb it <laughs> did you say lamb and wasn't that exciting? Yeah. Yeah. No, really, Elliot was right the whole time. Yeah. Really, when you think about yeah. it, it's like, that's yeah. right. He's such a prick. She just, he was right. Yeah. She should have just kept him away and been done with it. Instead, she was just like, she used this moral code. Maybe, maybe it really was a gray area for her yeah. where it's like, I feel obligated, but I'm also fascinated. You know, there's probably a balance there of the two. So, all in all, probably not a great relationship between right. her and Tony right. as a <laughs> yeah. prof- from a professional standpoint, sure. but not to take away from her abilities as a psychiatrist. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he wasn't having panic attacks as regularly as he was in the earlier seasons by the end because she got him on the right medication and she she made him deal with things. Also, but, also she told him a couple different times what needs to be done before yeah. he can like really move on. Mm-hmm. And it was like, she knew that he wasn't going to ever do that. Right. It's like you, ha- you hold your mom in one regard and your debt, you idolize your father when really like, that's the person, the person you like idolize is the person who's made you who you are when really like, that's what you resent. Like if you admit to that kind of thing, then right. more insights can open up and you can, you know, maybe break free. I think that see, deep down, maybe he did, want to break free from the life and that's what all the dreams are about like maybe maybe but get away from the life and be normal maybe but the fact that she just kind of kept him on you know and just just yeah probably probably no i just have to i'd have to side (laughs) with no plus she was so she was so motivated by other people telling her she should stop seeing him too like uh, stubbornness i feel like she kept seeing him and she was so protective of him because of their shared heritage too i think like you know she like she was she was really like that scene at the dinner party with like like her ex-husband and like the like snobs Richard, at her house yeah. and like yeah and they're right. and they're like i like Murano glass right 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 yeah. and yeah. so i think she she was like very possessive of him too yeah. right it's kind of like a spite thing you know, right like, well you right. guys don't think this is right i think it is mm-hmm. you know i have an opportunity to do this that you you're just you're just jealous right that's the kind of professional standpoint maybe she had deep down but you know there's probably a whole combination of things really when you step back and and look at it it's just obviously she's not going to be as interesting as a character right right of course there there are college courses about sopranos and psychology so really oh yeah 
No, this that doesn't surprise me. What not that to do? Surprise me. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, this next one coming from user Jimmy April. If you were going for a preel, you missed an E at the end there. Uh, Vito as the boss. Do you think Vito would have been an effective boss? Yeah, I remember <laughs> that like coming out like in the storyline in season six and looking at my friend and that I watched with and being like. Dude, it better not be heading that way where he's taking <laughs> over the like even like remotely a threat to take over the family. Right, because the beginning of season six A, he's he's saying he's like, you know, I could be the boss of this family someday. You know, right, like, that kind yeah. of shit. I have yeah, with uh, now with the weight, you know, I'm a healthy man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. with longevity, yeah. right? So um, Yeah, I'm eating carrot sticks now. Dude, that was that was so so interesting the way they threw that in there. I mean, that was probably the most shocking moment of the entire series when you see that security His guard head pop with, up. Man, yeah, yeah, like I remember being with my my frat, like I said, with my fraternity for season five, and I see that and I'm like, well, I hadn't seen the whole series all the way through yet, yeah. but most of it, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. Like everybody had the same reaction, like, oh, it was so dude, shocking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, didn't didn't envision um one of the main characters um running away to new england to live with a firefighter for uh you know a couple <laughs> right, months right um totally I think... where you saw the show going right no i think uh, uh and and uh no uh no the answer is no. <laughs> he would not no, be a, he yeah. would not be a good boss they sort of they they do this sometimes like they they start a character out one way and they did it sort of with bacala too where they just like yeah they're sort of like a joke when they start off, but then they end up like, right. they must like the actor, like having them around on set or something. And then gradually build them into like real three-dimensional characters like Bach. Well, first yeah. he was Gino. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Um, but well, no, I think they, I think that's a good point because you're supposed, I think if you, most people watch it and they don't even really think about it. Like the illusion is that like this world's like ever expansive, mm -hmm. right? It's like, it's always continuing. Like when you're not there, right. you know, there's just, yep. there's always somebody else that we haven't heard about that right. can be brought in. That's right. like, I don't know where these magical wise guys come from, but they come from somewhere where <laughs> yeah. it's like when they're needed, they show up and they're, you're just supposed to understand yeah. that they're there. Yeah. Right. So, um, that's a good point though, because over the years, like you, you find like people, you develop a relationship between the character and Tony and like where it's going to go. Yeah. And you know, that's people yeah. like Richie April and Ralph, they didn't stick around long enough to really right. be, you know, right. They, so people had yeah. to go, you know, along the way. Yeah. So. And it's true. And yeah. Vito started out as just like a sight gag. Cause he was so fucking right. fat. Like he, like he right. was a joke. Uh, he was, he was like the comic relief. I mean, not that Ralphie's scenes needed comic relief, but uh, you know, he was in that crew and, and he was sort of like the dumb guy, the dumb fat guy. But then right. by the time his arc with the whole, you know, being gay and being on a lamb came around, they tried to paint him as more of like, okay, he's actually a good earner. And he's actually right, the top like, earner. Right, yeah, 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 exactly. Earners. Yeah. So they, they sort Tony of, Tony like, couldn't have gotten his boat without him, you know, right, so right. he's yep. a come from behind kind of guy. That's, that's you know, <laughs> long and short of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. I mean, I've heard a lot of different stories over like why they put that storyline in. I think that it's probably a combination of all the stories that I've heard. So I don't want to. Yeah, I, I, it's I not heard something that it was I think his that idea. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm I've forgetting heard, the. I've heard that thing. too. I'm not gonna. I've heard that <laughs> okay. too. Uh, and you've heard and conflicting I've heard, stories. I've well, I've I've heard so many yeah. different stories about, but you never really know. Like I said, like a lot of people have come to us, like oh, you should everyone's got a story to tell it's very uh yeah, yeah. like i said it's been a fun it's been an interesting ride yes, you know like this whole sure. this whole way through but what however their own what however reason they they came up with it you know i think that that's where a lot of fans kind of were like 
why did we have to take this turn? You know, it's, why is this necessary? But watching live, I think I all felt in all, like that was the case. And but I mean, then, think about it though. I mean, that storyline being included, we still regard it as like the best show ever. Like, yeah. not even like in contention. It's like it's undisputed as like the best. So even if you have like a, a season you know, with focusing on that where you don't think it's the greatest. Right. It's still, right. what, six six or seven other seasons that can yeah. that still validate it as, like, the top. So yeah. it's amazing I think what they've been I, able to do. I think personally, I think the reason that um, that storyline wasn't as successful as it could have been was because, like, he – no offense to Joe Gunnarshelly, but, like, I – he just didn't quite have the acting chops to pull it off fully. You know, like it, it feel it felt like a little forced. That's all. It just that's probably um, the only thing to me that fell out of place in the entire series. It's not like the storyline. First of all, if you're gonna be living that lifestyle, it's like don't you have like some kind of alibi or excuse that you could come up with, like in the scenario that you do get caught, <laughs> right, like right, in right, like right, right. New York, which is like so close to it's you, and like you know, all these, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's like it's a joke. joke. I was here, yeah. you know. It's right, like, dude, right, like uh, I really think that you should have like thought about this yeah. more. So yeah. knowing yeah. that that show, The Sopranos, just like is so intentional, yeah. I think that's why. If, if there's anything I felt like was out of sync with yeah. the, the way the rest of the show goes, yeah. that would be that. But but like, you think about it, like there has has to have been just numbers wise a gay had, mobster at some point like, they had to right. address it i mean yes. dude they have addressed yes. so many things that like if they try to air that nowadays it just wouldn't fly yeah. i mean like yeah. it's just they wouldn't let it happen so right they got away with a lot they've covered a lot of ground and that's why we're still able to you know talk about it and meme it you know it's still still very much relevant this yeah. one from user message machine broken worst wonder bread wop slash metagon which of these Richie Riches who get their Sunday gravy out of a jar was the most irritating? I'm going to list you guys, all right? The Cusumanos, yep. Dr. Kennedy, Alan Sappinsley, Elliot Kupferberg, Dr. Russ Fagoli, or Sir Kingsley? Oh, man, that's a, that's a really oh. good comprehensive list. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably say Alan. Yeah, that, that was actually like the first thing that came to my mind as you said him as like, his character was made for that. So it's like, if you don't automatically think that when you see him, like you're supposed to hate this guy, like the second you see him like waving and like painting on his, on his balcony. Like, so I think that he's probably, I mean, he tried irritating. to, he tried to rip him off. He tried to steal what, how much money from, from Tony Soprano. Come on. Yeah. Right. yeah we're going to side with Tony on that. I mean, the pay, the payback is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm surprised that, uh, her, uh, Richard isn't in there. Yeah, that's true. Richard, um, her, she, yeah. Her, her ex-husband. Her ex-husband. Yeah, but does he yeah, count as a as a Wonder Bread Wop? No, I guess not. But yeah. but but he's an but he's annoying. He's like a, he's <laughs> he's like a wasp. A, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's, yeah. he's like, like a hateable. Wasp, yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, he's I guess hateable, I would go. Yeah, but he does. He goes the he's. I mean, he he gets Italian American credit. Like he goes the bat for for like their depiction and shit and. And that's and really that's a, what that's I've true. what I've heard a lot when I've been up there locally is that like what we don't get is there was so much pushback from like the Italian community. There was yeah. when this show aired yeah. about like how like oh this is a very bad portrayal yep. of who we are as people and so you know, now that's thankfully died down like a lot or otherwise we yeah. would be able to have a convention about yeah. it. I right. wonder if there's more, what do you, what do you, what do you think the actual numbers are? Is it like more people who are like, Oh, this doesn't represent Italians or more people who are like, yeah, this is us. We're like this, uh, you know, like <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably close to, even if you think about it, there's probably sure. a lot of people who are like, Oh man, like you heard of Sopranos. 
I, the, I'm who they base the show off of. Right. Like that. <laughs> yeah, we, exactly. We've met a lot of people yeah. like that, um, yeah. for sure. And so there's definitely those types of fans out there, but there's also a lot where like, yeah, I remember, you know, it wasn't great, but James Gandolfini, love him. You know, it's like, he's pillar in the community, still like an icon there. It's just a very, uh, the way it all went down has just been, yeah, it's been, they've been, God's gotta be a Sopranos fan is all <laughs> yeah. we keep yeah, saying. Yeah. yeah. Coming to that conclusion. Yep. I might uh, I might put my vote in for Dr. Russ Fagoli just because he was so insulting to Tony. Yeah, his I mean, that is true. Uh, that guy, that guy totally like That's lost that his. Uh, I wouldn't say you were wrong yeah, if you said yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the the winners on this poll is the Cusimanos with mm. uh, sixty seven votes. Maybe just because they're like the most well known of all the characters on there. Probably. I don't know. Um, one of my favorite scenes with him is like so like minuscule, but like one of my favorites is when Tony's getting arrested in the morning she's like will you please talk to his doctor he's right there like ask him and he's just like standing there like arms crossed like he doesn't even like budge it's just like he's just standing there like oh my name my mobster neighbor's getting arrested you know, like, <laughs> right yeah. yeah i've been prepared for this gotta stand in the driveway right, and like right. just stand here yeah. but the way he doesn't budge is always it always gets me <laughs> yeah yeah although i will say like it Kuzumano's friends are even worse. Yeah, they're worse. They're oh, way yeah. worse. That's, Those, that's they're... who I would include in that, but I don't even know that they were Italian. I think they were just... Uh, sausage. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely not supposed to like those characters. I mean, that's... Uh, no. Oh, they're, the, they're Sopranos... Written, they're written and acted so well that, like, when you you just wouldn't think you'd have so many fan, like, intense fan debates online where right. it's like, dude, like, that character, fuck him, fuck her. Like, she was <laughs> yeah. the worst. You know, like, you just wouldn't think that. It's just, like, a show. Yeah. But, I mean, like, some people can't separate it, but there's also people who appreciate, like, the level of acting that makes you feel that. Like, that's something that's really untold of, I think, across the other shows. I think maybe probably why we like The Wire so much is that mm -hmm. it, it's just a level of authenticity of real life as sure. opposed to this formulaic, you know, equation that goes on and on and builds to a, a huge like volcanic eruption at the end of like six seasons. You know, yes. that's, that's what we love about the show. Yeah. I think. Can't yep. say it better than that. Um, yep. We'll, we'll, we'll end with this, this last hot take. I want to get your guys oh, read no. on. Oh, I so, love the hot take. <laughs> yeah, you do. So this is, this is like a two-parter here. It started with a tweet from, uh, from at Anna Kashian looks like some sort of Armenian name. To this day, I'm confused by the lasting cultural relevance of sex in the city. A bunch of moderately attractive women who are selfish, careerist, misguided, and have age-inappropriate, kind of overrated style dating totally unattractive men. Maybe I answered my own question. And so our guy with the hot take here, his name's Scotty P, Scott <laughs> underscore 7791, oh, quote tweeted that and said, I feel the same way about Sopranos. Without James Gandolfini's incredible acting and charisma, it's little more than a mob soap opera with irredeemable characters, gratuitous nudity, nudity cartoonish violence, and contrived subplots. Mm. Man. Can you guys sound be, like, like a angry fan. with me? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound like he, he must likes be, the show. Yeah, yeah, he must be a lot of fun at parties. Yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. like for sure. I mean, no, there's I mean, no, like there's nothing. You probably watched like three episodes in a, in, in a row. <laughs> right. If you saw right. if you saw University for the first time, it's like you already went into it like with a bad opinion. You're like, holy shit! Like I can't believe they just did that. You never yeah. watch it again. But I remember when I watched Game of Thrones for the first time, like, and I'd read those books leading up to it, mm -hmm. and I remember seeing some of the things, you know. I had read before, like on the screen, being like, "Wow, like this is a weird show." But eventually, <laughs> right. 
Right. Everybody loves it, yeah. you know, so you never really right. know. Everybody gets it. probably work. saw like three episodes that made him feel that way in a, in a nutshell. This guy's obviously just like a big Nip Tuck fan or something. Right. So I it's s- like, yeah, yeah. What, like, what, I wonder what this guy's favorite TV show yeah, is. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, what is he, what is he like? That's, he turn uh, around and say Entourage, which is the male <laughs> Sex in the City, right, exactly. you know? Yeah. 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 As much as I love that show too growing up, I mean, like that is the male Sex in the City. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Tony wasn't even in a movie like Vince. <laughs> Vince yeah. was Aquaman, bro. Yeah. I relate more to like uh, an actor and his like four fucking friends dicking around. Come on. <laughs> That's mean, what everybody's the, yeah. life is like, right? Right. Like, I don't know what sort of mob soap would have a multi-episode arc where the guy's in a coma and leading some sort of mysterious, possibly afterlife, uh, other dimension um uh life where he has a different wife and kids and like gets slapped in the face by monks and like questions who am i where am i going like i think that some people would just like they just have an opinion going into it yeah you know yeah, it's true. like they they don't really i mean we all know that the, 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 david chase wants to be like a film director and a writer so it's like he mm-hmm. shot them all or he had them all shot like yeah. storyline wise as a film they stand alone. It's like something that I've, I get tired of things after like a while. And the replay value of this has just been, like I said, I'm 35. It's yeah. just been, I, I can watch it at any time and be like, I'm home right now. Yeah. Like, right. So it's yes. like, that's, that's how it feels. But it's also like you'd said earlier, like you're looking at it through different lenses when you come at it as a 35 year old, as opposed to your college self or, you know, like, like, and right, now as a right. dad, like seeing it through yeah. different eyes and reinterpreting it, like there's no other show that that pays off in that because respect. it's not just that you take away the mob stuff I, I heard a quote before and it was just like so perfect it's like yeah. you take away the mob aspect you still have like one of the greatest like family stories ever absolutely um and it's just because it's so much about life i mean we all relate to something in that show if not all of it somehow yeah. you know it's like yeah lessons that go on you know stuff that we have you know we're the stars of our own inner narrative too you know so it's like there are things that we take from the show is like oh wow like that that's how real it is like it's kind of like takes you into that but yeah i mean i'd say that person who wrote that maybe just is more into shows like walking dead or like sons of anarchy (laughs) you know like yeah right yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) who knows not that there's anything wrong well yeah yeah, there's something wrong with sons of anarchy but another (laughs) show (laughs) you're allowed to like any show you like it's just like this show is like you would think after being gone for so long like you know that show is like the most intentional Mm -hmm. of any show that's out there like everything's put in there for a reason the story is just so like the way it connects and it's just more not about the grand reveal that's what that's what's so special about it. So that not for everybody, unfortunately. Yep. I mean, you go on Facebook, Game of Thrones is like 20 million followers. Sopranos has like two, yeah. you know, like yeah. two and a half. So well, it just sort of change. missed that boat, but like, well, hey, people, you, know, like internet, you and, right? and people like you are, are, uh, are taking it. And into... you guys too. I mean, yeah. for real, I mean, like anybody who's willing to put their time out to make a podcast, a, a meme page, a fan account. I mean, like that shows you how much the show has impacted you, right? That there are yep. other people like listening and engaging with you for sure so it's been it's a great fan it's a great fan community to be to be involved with dude and, and actually you know that that helps Definitely. me segue into something like i've been talking about the con and everything and i just forgot to bring it up this whole time is that this whole quarantine is that we've been understanding that we can't do another event for a while mm. so we pivoted to like what if we were to hold some virtual events and mm-hmm. that led to like let's build a website or an app that like brings a convention experience to the fans break it down by 
fandom or, you know, interests, mm -hmm. following, whatever. And since we have this relationship with Sopranos cast members now, like that's where we're starting. So we're starting this, we're launching this app on James Gandolfini's birthday oh, as wow. of this moment, you know, hopefully that doesn't pin us, lock us down for sure. But that's, that's what we're, <laughs> we're, that's what we're shooting it, for. <laughs> but it's going to be a place where you can do like the convention experience stuff, but also be interacting like you would on Facebook or Reddit with cast members from the show that we've got like 10 to 20 of them already signed up and we're doing like live events, live streams. We can have you guys on to do like podcasting and everything else. I mean, it's going to be a place for the community Love that. That, That'd be amazing. to just talk about Sopranos and we'll see where, it, we'll see where it takes us, but you know, maybe we will add things like walking dead and you know, any, any fandom can nah, be added nah. to this. <laughs> no. no, I'm not knowledgeable <laughs> enough about the show to talk about it. I, I mean, like I did watch a season of it and it made me like every time I drove down the highway, I'd look in the field and I'd be like expecting to see a, a zombie like walking there. But yeah, Joe, Joe, that, how's your, uh, our list podcast going? <laughs> Oh, dude, you, oh, well, we're building an app too. It's, uh, <laughs> got one, one follower. Cool, cool. The guy, the guy who played, uh, it's Robert Wall, the guy Robert, who played yeah, Arliss. Yeah. yeah, we're going to launch it, uh, also on James uh, Gandolfini's birthday for no reason. Yeah, on yeah. James yeah. Gandolfini's birthday. There's no, there's no uh, tissue, connected tissue there, but, you know, I figured, you know, like, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's awesome. And, uh, what's, what's the site? virtualcons.com is what was where it will launch so i love it man. maybe nice. by the That's maybe the by the time this puts out an email list will be up there where you can sign up for alerts and all that kind of stuff but we'd beautiful, love to have you guys beautiful. involved for sure yeah mm -hmm. we'd love that and um for those of you who don't know where to find you if you're listening to this podcast i would imagine they do but where <laughs> where can people find you on the internets um on facebook is the sopranos time immemorial time immemorial and on uh, instagram and twitter it's at time immemorial underscore awesome Great. awesome awesome dan thank you so much for coming on this is a blast we could Amen. talk to you for a very long time yeah uh we'll have you on again yeah, yeah yeah come back uh yeah maybe we can do like a an ep with you and john maybe we should do uh, the wait yeah like a yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to come back, yeah, because usually we're talking about a specific episode. So if you want to come back and talk uh, talk about the weight or talk about test stream, uh, we'd love that. So oh, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, I'm I'm free anytime you guys need me. I'm I'll be back on. So awesome. sounds beautiful, like a good time. Beautiful, cool. And listeners, uh, you can always hit us up at osopranospod at gmail dot com. Uh, you can message us uh, at osopranospod uh, on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Leave us a five-star review. As always, even if you fucking hate us, <laughs> give us five stars and then be like, this is shit. Like, fuck you guys. But give us five stars. I think I'm going like, to do that tonight, on. I think. Beautiful. Yes. See? Nice. Dan's going to do it. So I'm going to give you five stars, five stars and, then... and say, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> that episode <laughs> with Time Immemorial was absolute yeah. shit, dude. It was like, garbage. Garbage. You barely talked about memes. Uh <laughs> You call this Dan, entertainment. Yeah, no. Dan, awesome. thank you. I, I was always like, uh, right before we go, I, I was like, you know, we've been talking about like, oh, if the Sopranos had existed like in the pandemic, um, you know, what, what would it be like now? And I like, I think it would be so uh, funny to have a scene where Georgie shares a meme with Tony and he like gets hit over the head, like with like a bucket of ice or something. Cause Georgie, I think of all the characters, Georgie would love memes the most. Yeah, 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 probably. And Tony would probably hate memes the most, yes. obviously. Like, he'd yeah. be like, Fuck is a meme. Yeah, two, two jerk offs in a you know, chit chat <laughs> room. Yeah, right.
<laughs> so uh well good shit um and uh thank you for all the all, all that you've done for the sopranos community because you're hey, thank you man yeah it's, it's the strangest compliment i've ever received but thank you so much i've <laughs> yes. got it and i love it thank you thanks for awesome having me. awesome all thank right. you awesome. be well be well oh. do i just leave out of the room here is that how it works you leave you leave sure. you can yeah <laughs> then get the fuck out of here get the fuck out all right until next time gang Hello. is finally over football is back you might not be at a game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else you can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.